Welcome back to It's One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And Monty is not with us. Yep, this is another one of them super dope episodes without my boy Monty. You mean filler? Yeah. Yeah, this is a mini filler episode. I don't know if it's going to be mini. No, but it's definitely going to be a filler episode. Yeah. Since Monty's not here, he allegedly will be returning for the next episode. That has not been confirmed, though, because he did go on a cruise and i don't know about you but i've seen a lot of really sketchy things happen on cruises like i don't know hitting an iceberg i mean this isn't the titanic it's a caribbean cruise not a like a transatlantic cruise or something is an iceberg not just a giant rock right but giant rocks aren't okay i'm saying in the caribbean there are rocks and also pirates okay I'm just saying pirates could take over, and, you know, I am the captain now. We've all seen that movie. I'm pretty sure that happened in the Caribbean. Did it? I have no idea. I don't think it did. I don't think it did either. But, no, I am I miss Monty. I don't. That's cold-blooded, dude. He's our. He's my favorite intern. He's not my favorite intern. Who's your favorite intern? Well, I mean, obviously he would be by default because we only have one intern. There you go. But if you would like to apply for an intern role, feel free to do that at two idiots one podcast twenty twenty two at gmail.com. Don't we, do that. We have Monty and he's he fills the role perfectly. We don't need anyone else. Well, we need another intern because then we can both have an intern. Now we share the intern. Like all the stuff that's delegated, we just like share, right? What if we had our own interns? Like an assistant. For what? But to share responsibilities. What res- what responsibilities, Taylor? Okay, so you do the editing and I do the social media, right? Well, what kind if we of. what if we had what if we had interns that could do parts of it? Like, hey, do you have any social media posts you want to do? Or, oh, hey, this is a clip that I need edited. Can you edit that real quick? But if we had interns for that, I mean, I only edit the audio, and I'm. I don't want someone else doing that. I'm perfect. I like I like how I edit the audio. Okay, okay. I'm just saying we can we can talk about it. Just um, Monty can be your intern. He's not yeah. sitting there where I just pointed, but yeah. but he's he, sitting there in spirit. He is. But no, he could be your intern as long as he's cool with it. As long as he gives consent. Well, no, it's okay. We can we can have two interns. I, I think you need an intern for what? I, because everybody needs an intern. I don't. I'm All, perfectly capable of handling my shit myself. I can handle my shit myself too, but like having an intern is just cool. The only thing I could see myself using an intern for is having someone to do like a like a documentary about me. You know what I'm saying? Like Okay. Like if he was my intern, what I would want him to do is I'd want him to just follow me all the time with a camera on so that at the end of the day I can review all of the footage and determine if I said anything even remotely funny to try to turn into a joke. I just realized you're not wearing socks. No, I, I'm wearing Crocs. You don't wear Crocs with socks. Okay. Do you? No. So what's the what, it, what's the dealio? You're just... You're staring at my feet. Yeah, I'm staring at your feet because your feet are out there in the open. That's like They're having not. your dick out. I'm hiding them. They're under my leg seas. Yeah, now. But before that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm staring at your feet. That's like having your dick out so and I'm someone's not a- staring at it. And you're like, don't stare at my dick. Like, So I'm not allowed to be comfortable? putting your nasty feet on my furniture my feet aren't nasty someone calling you yeah oh who's calling you aaron no i ignore his phone calls too i mean i'm just not answering because we're recording 
No, I'm kidding. He calls me, and then when I'm fixing to call him back, he'll follow up with a text message, and I'm like, oh, okay, well. I this could have been to... a text message the whole time. I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to call him anymore. Yeah. That's but reasonable. On today's topic for our filler episode, I want to talk about the national cell phone outage, which only affected certain people. I don't know if you were in the privileged population that was not AT&T, Verizon. Like, I don't know what, what you had, because like AT&T, Verizon, Cricket, and I think there was one more, like four of them were reporting it, but AT&T and Cricket were the ones that got hit the worst, from so, my understanding. So I have AT&T, and I saw a bunch of posts about the outage, but the fact that I was seeing posts about the outage tells me that my phone was working just fine. Were you on Wi-Fi? I don't know, maybe. Because when I was on Wi-Fi, I could call, text, look at everything, right? Because I didn't even know that there was an outage until I took my phone off of the charger and went to work. And when I got in the car, my music wasn't playing. And I was like, what the what the fuck's going on? Like, I need my music to get me ready for the drive in the morning. Because I don't know about you, but when I go to work and it's just dead silent, bothers me a lot. Yeah, no, um, back when I had a regular-ass full-time job, I always had to jam out on my way to work. Yeah. And then when I got to work, I always put in my headphones immediately to continue jamming out, if possible. Like, I'm driving to work, I got a 20-minute drive, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony's just on fucking repeat. No. Never mind. But sometimes. I noticed Sometimes. <laughs> but I noticed that nothing was pulling up, so I checked my phone, and it went into SOS mode. And I'm like, the fuck? Obviously, I couldn't do anything about it because didn't have internet. And then once I got to work on my work computer, I was Googling it, and people lost their minds. Oh, yeah. No, I saw a bunch of people on Facebook talking about how horrible it was. I saw a post that was, could you live in this cabin in the woods for a month with no internet and no cell phone service and no interaction? And... You know, everyone posts that and says, absolutely, that would be great. And it was just a post of that going, clearly, you guys could even <laughs> handle six hours without cell phone service. Yeah, because everybody was, like, freaking out. I think my cell phone service came back on at, like, 1130. In the morning? In the morning, yeah. Uh, so, see, that's probably why I didn't notice, because my lazy ass doesn't even get up until 3 or 4. Oh, yeah. Well, so 3.30 a.m., I guess, is when it happened, and 11.30, 12 is when I started to get text messages and, like, notifications. Like, my phone just started blowing up from all the stuff that I had missed, and it was at that moment that I was like, oh, maybe I just need to put my phone in do not disturb mode. Yeah, my phone's always in do not disturb mode. <laughs> well, because a lot of people don't want to not live without their phone, and honestly... It was kind of nice. Like, I couldn't check social media. I couldn't do anything. My productivity and socializing at work went up. Because usually what I'll do is I'll complete a task and then go, oh, well, let me just, you know, check social media real quick as my reward. I couldn't do that. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to continue doing my job. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to continue doing tasks. So then I just found other tasks to do and everybody was complaining about it. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Like, there's no distractions. Like, are there people that I wanted to talk to that I couldn't? You know, absolutely. But at the same time, that's also okay. Yeah. So for me, if I didn't feel like I had to have a phone, I wouldn't have a phone. Because there have been periods of time, especially when I was living in West Virginia, 
where I would go like six months without logging into Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. Yeah. And I would just use my phone as a Google device and a texting device and calls. And all of those times, for me, I was significantly less stressed out and happier. The only reason I have social media now, or the only reason I started using social media when I got back from West Virginia was for the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And now for comedy and the podcast. Right. But if if I stop doing comedy for whatever reason and we stop doing the podcast for whatever reason, I'm not going to have social media anymore because it's literally my least favorite thing I'm addicted to. And I'm addicted to a lot of dumb shit. I mean, like we soda. Can, we can end the podcast right now. I don't want to. It's I okay. have fun. This is the last episode ever. Don't say that. We just got, said that. We've got our intern coming back next week. No, we're going to tell him not to come back. Don't do that. We're done. Taylor. You heard it here, folks. Two Idiots, One Podcast is now zero idiots, zero podcasts. Well, no, because even if Taylor leaves, I'll just replace him with Monty. We'll have to buy new equipment, though, so it'll be like six months before before we come back. we have to find like, a new recording studio, too. Nah. We could record in the park. You- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, you are entitled to like half of the shit. Half of the initial shit. No, you're, you're entitled to like half of everything. I don't know about all that, buddy. Okay. But it doesn't matter because we're not actually ending the podcast. Taylor's just like trying to cause me the deep anxieties. I'm just being an asshole. Yeah. But one thing that I really found interesting with this whole thing is that there were tons of people that I talked to that said this was like a planned outage, that the government was doing it on purpose just to see if we could survive without it. They wanted to see like how many phones that they could turn off and send people into a panic, and it was like a social experiment. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the case. And I was like, you know what? I can kind of see that. How would people react in the situation? And what, what it taught me was like what you said with the cabin post, like for a million dollars, could you live in this cabin for six months with no internet, no phone, nothing, complete isolation? 90% of people know. And this proves it because, yeah, six hours. I would say 90% of Americans because there are a lot of other countries where, like, they have cell phones, but I don't think it says they're as addicted as we are, like, no. as a, on a societal level. No, but that's culture. Right. It's the It's the same principle as like farmers markets, fresh markets versus super like superstores where you have Target and Walmart and where you go to the grocery store because you know people in European countries think that it's fucking weird that we buy groceries for a month and then put it in the freezer when you know every like 3 4 5 days or whatever they're going down to the local market and getting the fresh produce and just buying for for those days. Yeah. Because that's that's how you're supposed to do it. And I I like that. So what I've started to do now is just buy for the week and then meal prep and like that's it. That's what I have. And little things like that make a huge difference. But I do agree with you that 90% of Americans wouldn't be able to do that, but that's just western culture. Yeah. Because with with western culture, we're basically in a sense addicted to everything entertainment-wise. Oh yeah. And our phone is the ultimate entertainment package. It's it, just always there and always available. Yeah. Like, so I, um, I've started paying a lot more attention to it recently. And when I wake up before I do anything 
moderately productive unless I take a shower right when I get up. I usually spend at least the first hour of every day going through Facebook for posts I missed or replying to Facebook messages or replying to Instagram messages or replying to text messages. Like that's usually the first hour of every single day I have. And I don't even have that many people hitting me up. But because social media is so intrinsic to our like our everyday lives and has infiltrated every aspect of most of our lives, it literally, we spend so much time on it not doing anything productive. Because the thing about it is, I love Facebook. Like, I mean, I hate it, but the feeling I get when I go through and I see, you know, my friends doing cool things or you know, famous people I follow doing cool things. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is cool as fuck. Dopamine. That's completely valueless. Like, yeah. there's nothing... You don't, you don't get anything from social media nine times out of ten. Like, sometimes you'll find an educational post that'll teach you a new skill, or you'll find information about something that legitimately matters to you, and you'll like, oh, cool, I'm going to go to this show. But nine times out of 10 social media, or I would say even probably higher than that, I would say 95 posts out of 100 are literally nonsense that provide no value to your life and is just a waste of your time. And I will will disagree with you and say that you can choose what content you have on there. Like the the beauty of social media. Well, if you watch certain videos over like from famous people that are talking so my my facebook reels and like instagram reels there's a lot of alex hormozzi that pops up because that's what i consume so i make sure that you know whatever he's teaching and like his ideas and stuff pop up and then it'll recommend me other people that are like him so i can kind of manipulate my feed into being what i want it to be with that content now i can remove literally all of my friends have like one friend on Facebook or two friends that I'm following on Instagram or whatever and make it just about that. But in yes, agreeing with you on the sense that 95 out of 100 posts from just people like the majority of people don't provide any intrinsic value. It's just which I guess I can also argue with that because that's a little subjective because you said that you get a rush of your friends like accomplishing stuff, which I do, too. Like, that's another thing that I like about social media is when somebody does something that's big or whatever. Hey, I just released this single or I just you know got a promotion at work. I'm opening a company and I'm like, oh, cool. I can see that and I can respond to it and be like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Heart react. Yeah, heart react to it. Like, oh, hey, we're doing this thing. Like, I'm launching a podcast or, you know, doing this or whatever. Like, yeah, awesome. Boom. So glad that you do that. Which I guess would would provide intrinsic value in a way. You don't think so? No, I mean, it makes you feel good. But it so for me, intrinsic value is like knowledge or skills or something that is value beyond, you know, social things because obviously humans are social creatures we need to socialize we have to but i don't think the dopamine we get from socializing like we are right now where we're sitting here looking in each other's eyes having a conversation you have a lot of really dreamy eyes oh thank you but i don't think that's the same uh feeling and release you get from interacting on facebook and i think that the interacting on facebook is a lesser form of it that would be better if it was replaced with real life interactions 
No, and, and I completely agree because when the phone outage happened, I walked around my job a lot and was talking to more people. You know, I'd be like, oh, I finished whatever I was doing. I'm going to take a little break real quick and just talk to people. And I will say that when you have an accomplishment that somebody posts on social media versus telling you in person, it is completely different. Oh, yeah. Like, it is a completely different feeling, especially if somebody has good news. I mean, it, it's literally the same as if somebody sends you a selfie and then posts that selfie online, right? I feel I feel better that you sent it to me before you put it on there instead of just, like, putting a selfie on social media and then sending it to me, right? I feel like that's... So, I've, I... I, I hear what you're saying. I don't yeah. feel a difference there. That really? being said, if someone just posts a selfie, I usually am like, oh, whatever. It's just a picture of them. Mm -hmm. But if someone sends me a selfie, I'm like, oh, this person is directly reaching out to me. And that means a lot more, re regardless of whether it was before or after they posted it. Okay. I can I can see that because I guess that what I'm trying to articulate is that it means more like, hey, this was a good picture of me that I'm sending to you. But then I'm also going to put it on social media for other people. But you were the first like you're the first person I thought about to send this to. See, to me, it's not a matter of first. It's a matter of I specifically thought about sending this to you. OK, I can I can agree with that one, too. But again, that comes back to that like social connection. Yeah, because even even stuff like that, and yes, it's done through uh, through text or whatever. Like, but it's different. Yeah, it's different to like indirectly try to talk to someone rather than just try to talk to like all of your followers or whatever. Right, building those meaningful interpersonal in, direct relationships, which we lack nowadays because of because of this. So when when the phone outage happened. And everybody was basically forced to interact with each other. Then more meaningful relationships are formed, and a different level of uh, social connection is formed, like their social link. And I think that I think it was a good thing. I think that it probably needs to happen more. And if anything, I think that people need to take a step back and kind of realize, like, okay, maybe this isn't the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Like when like when you're talking to someone, right? Or you're dating somebody, I believe that interactions every single day with them, like for like long periods of time, like if we're texting all day, every day, isn't a good thing. No. I think I think talking to anyone all day, every day is a bad idea because eventually you're gonna get sick of each other or get bored of each other. Well, you and I send text messages to each other, but it's not like all the time. No. It's like, hey, this is a funny meme or whatever. Or, you know, hey, here's a, you'll send me jokes that you've thought of. And like that's, or podcast stuff is when we talk more than anything. But like, that's what I like though, because I don't want to talk to you every single day for the simple fact that if I talk to you all the time, what are we going to talk about when we're in person? No, that's true. Yeah. Like today we were talking about, you know, things that happened throughout the week. But if they happen and you immediately tell me about it, totally different story. You come over here and we're just, oh, well, I know what you did today. I know what you did all week. So how about, you know, the Super How about Bowl? them Lakers? How about them Lakers? <laughs> I don't even... I don't even know if they're playing right now. Oh, fuck them. Is that sport in session? Uh, basketball? I don't... Is that what the Lakers are? Are they a basketball team? They, man, March Madness is coming up. Shut your mouth. March Madness? Yeah, Is March. the government releasing some kind of like insanity cast? 
Yes. So March Madness is perpetrated by the government to cause everybody for the entire month of March to go completely insane. So like St. Patty's Day isn't really a thing. So do you think it's uh, Cthulhu's influence on our government that causes them to want to embrace madness? Uh, no, I think it's Shabriri. Oh. <laughs> I think Shabriri is the one that wants to do that more than Cthulhu. <laughs> reasonable enough yeah wants to see the world consumed by chaos so (sighs) and i mean they do inflict madness but yeah so i agree it is good that we don't text all the time and i would recommend that to everyone like there's no reason to constantly be up your friend's ass or or your partner yeah well i mean you should be friends with your partner so they fall into the friend category to me okay that's that's fair I think that you should be too, but also it's, you know, not like talking all the time builds up a lot more of, because like a few things for me is it shows me that you have your own life and like you're doing your own thing. But it also means that when we go out on dates, there's a plethora of things to talk about. Now we're talking for like three or four hours about things that have happened instead of this is what, this is what happened today. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. But like, what if we saved it? Because that means that that's more meaningful. And then also you can gauge the level of whether a person likes you or not, depending on how much they reach out to you. If, you know, it's like, oh, hey, I took this time to reach out to you because now that means something more because now my time is a little bit more valuable, right? Because I think that every time that we text, it is a meaningful time for the simple fact that, you know, you have taken uh, you have taken a moment of your time to reach out to me about something okay, or okay. vice versa. Okay, then, then I'm about to come at you sideways. Though. Do it. So I sent you guys, I sent to our group chat yesterday, two pictures of my swollen, infected finger, and neither of you guys said anything. Didn't reply yeah. all day. I sent two pictures going, I think I'm going to have to amputate my finger, and you guys just ignored me for over 24 hours. Yeah, because you didn't send it directly to me. Do you know how many, do you know how many messages were in that group chat between you and Monty just going back and forth? Oh, but it was all funny. Yeah, so like when I checked my phone, I had like 31 messages because I was working. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, there's no fucking reason to respond. Like well, you guys, you guys had a conversation that I'm just witnessing. And yeah, I could have, but like your finger got caught up in all of that shit. No, nah, it was the next day. Was it the next day? It was the next day. Okay, so I'm not really good at responding <laughs> to group chats. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. You guys just saw it here live. I called Taylor out. Oh, he, he did. <laughs> so I'm telling you, if you have something like that, fucking text me individually instead of putting it in a group chat. No, it wasn't actually a big deal. I was just... No, you're just calling me out on it. Like, no, it's okay. I will accept it. I, I'm no, wrong. No, no, no. I meant responding to the finger thing because it was just me joking. Like, I wasn't actually going to amputate my finger. So there was no you... response required. Well, okay, so that's the other thing is I think that... I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people think that you have to respond to things nowadays because of the instant communication. And sometimes like there are things like the thing where you're just sending a picture where you don't ask a question. So sometimes because I'll do this with people if they like don't ask a question, like I just won't respond because it's like, oh, you're just making a statement. I don't feel the need to. That You're showing me something. Yeah. If you're like showing me like, okay, that's 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 cool. Like, or I'll, you know, like maybe respond to it later, but like, you're not asking a question. If you ask me a question, I'll respond immediately to it because it's like, okay, well you, you need something, right? Yeah. But if you're like, oh, Hey, I'm going to amputate my finger because like the Grinch is hard. It grew three sizes today. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Do you? Like, that's that's fine. It's your, it's your ring finger, right? Yeah, so I can be an assassin when I uh, chop it off. Again, that is one of the dumbest things. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, bro. No, I know, but it's like one of the dumbest things. Well, because you're married to the game. That's not, no. <laughs> We could get into a whole discussion on why I think that's the stupidest fucking thing in the entire world and one of the biggest issues I have with the Assassin's Creed franchise because they want to, like, hide and you don't know who they are. But they wear, like, super obvious outfits. And are missing a fucking finger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to go in an all-white robe with red on it. like With a red sash. Yeah, like, oh... Why is everybody else not wearing that? Like, oh, hey, oh, I'm just going to assassinate this person. Like, the fact that you don't get caught and then, like, all the time, like, people don't call you out on it, like, it's very fucking obvious. Well, it's just like the main character in anime. No one ever acknowledges, like, oh, we all look very, very similar and you've got wild hair and your eyes are, like, three times as big as all of ours. That's the fucking Superman theory. (laughs) Where all he does is puts on glasses. Like, yeah. he puts on a pair of glasses. Yeah. And suddenly, that's Clark Kent. Completely indistinguishable. Yeah, like, I can't tell literally anything. Like, he could be wearing the Superman suit, but as long as he has those glasses on, people would be like, oh. Oh, nice costume, Clark. Yeah, nice costume. Oh, you just want to be a Superman fan. And then the moment that he takes them off, oh, my God, it's Superman. I can't believe Superman's here. Yeah. Like, that's the dumbest shit ever. That's mean. Because, because everybody else, it makes sense, right? Well, Batman... But voice, that would be the thing. Which oh, I'm Christian, I'm Christian Bale kind of wreck on that. But even with Batman, like he protects his identity by wearing a mask, so like you don't know the facial features of the person, right? Yeah. Even even fucking Robin yeah. wears shit over his eyes to where you can't like tell. You can, but you can't, which is a lot easier than a pair of glasses. Yeah. And then you got Spider Man that wears the full mask, like seriously yeah but no yeah that's that's my problem with the assassin's creed thing like they do and then the whole reason that they fucking did that was because some dumbass the very first one accidentally messes up and then slices his finger off and then after that they pay you know like respects to him by doing it because oh hey you need to remove your ring finger otherwise the blade will cut it off and then somebody literally figures out a way to get that to not work, like just extending it like slightly, and then boom, it doesn't work anymore. And then they still continue to do it to pay like respects to him. And then after that, after they figure out that it's completely fucking insane to do that, they like tattoo themselves, like burn mark or whatever, like the assassin's ring symbol for the on the ring finger. And I'm like, you're you're literally like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'll get off my high horse for that. I just think that that's, that's one of the biggest problems. Like, I love the Assassin's Creed series, but that's one of the biggest problems I have with it because it's stupid. Like, playing Origins and knowing that that's the whole reason that they don't have the finger was because of this dumbass, like, just, no. Nah. I fucking hate Origins. Oh, okay. Because of that. Like, I watched that scene. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to play this game anymore. Like, done. you're fucking stupid. That's funny. But even that's like a form of entertainment. I think that, you know, if the internet ever truly went out and we couldn't, like, what if happens if electricity goes out? Like, what if we go back to the Stone Ages? I guess the question is, do you think that people should move out into, like, an isolated cabin area? Just just to try it. 
Would you think that they learn about themselves? No, I think that everyone should spend... I'm trying to think of how to word this. I think everyone who is alive should spend at least like six months or so mm-hmm. somewhere where they don't really know anybody and they're not really able to make friends because of like whatever's happening to where they spend the majority of their time when they're not working just reflecting on their life because the biggest personal growth I've ever had have been in situations where I wasn't able to really entertain myself the way I wanted to. So I spent most of my time either reading or reflecting on my life while surrounded by people I didn't really know. Yeah. And then it's because, because I'm a firm believer in that because the, and I, I think that everybody should live alone, like not have a roommate live on your own alone. And I think that you take it a step further by saying like, go to another city essentially and live by yourself like don't have a job even if you have a job lined up like that's that's fine but you know move go to a different city where you don't know anybody and you have to start over from scratch because that will truly show you the kind of person that you are yeah well i feel bad for people um especially in west virginia when i was there west virginia well so the thing is mama most of the people i met there had never traveled for more than like a vacation. They'd never lived anywhere else. And most of them didn't have any intention to. So they'd lived in the same town or the same like 30 mile radius their whole lives, right next to their family, hanging out with the same people they went to high school with, which, you know, that's kind of the situation I'm in now, but I've lived in Arizona. I've lived in Louisiana. I've lived in West Virginia. Small town syndrome is what that's called. I mean, well, no, it's not even small town syndrome because I know people in Tulsa who have never left Tulsa and they think they have, they wear that as a badge of pride that, oh, I've been in Tulsa my whole life. I'm a small town syndrome. Tulsa's not small though. No, but it's the same mindset of like living in, because that'd be like, I mean, even if you go to OKC, it'd be the same thing, right? Like I've lived in the surrounding area like i've i've been to okc a bunch i've been to tulsa a bunch right like i know how to do that instead of being like oh i've lived in you know phoenix or baton rouge new orleans um la new york like whatever right and it is i think that it's okay to to want to if you want to do that that's fine if you want to just live in the same town all your life like that's that's your choice. But I think that if you decide to do that, you need to go out way more. Like you need to like go to other countries, like experience the world. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's fine if that's how people want to live their lives. I just think it's really, really sad because it's restrictive. I didn't realize how different just like small social things. I didn't realize until I'd been in other places like the way waiters and waitresses treat you. Yeah. Like here in Oklahoma, they're generally polite. Mm-hmm. Like nine times out of ten, they're polite. Super. The more the closer to the East Coast I got, the more rude they became, just in general. But they don't perceive it as being rude. It's just the culture in those areas are varied. It's a it's a faster paced environment. It's like when you go to because like I've talked to people that have lived in like you know Baltimore, New York, and stuff like that, uh, even Seattle. 
So if you go to the West Coast or the East Coast, they live in a very fast-paced environment. If you are the type of person, because you can do this in like the Midwest where we live, you can go up to the counter and not know what you want to order. And then just kind of sit there for a moment, look at the menu, and nobody will say a word. Generally. I've had a few people be like, if you don't know what the fuck you want, get out of my way because I'm ready to order. Which is how it is if you go to the East Coast or the West Coast. Like, you should know what you want while you're standing in that line figured out. Because when you get at the counter, you need to say, this is what I want. Boom, done, go. Like, if you don't do that, they will get pissed off at you. Yeah. Because they live in such a fast-paced society. Which is like the waiters and the waitresses. They don't perceive that as rude. They perceive you as being rude for wasting everybody's time. Yeah. Holding up the line. Yeah. And, but it's even beyond stuff like that, just like, so there, have you ever had a pepperoni roll? I don't believe I've ever had a pepperoni roll. So there's these, there are these magical, like, West Virginia eateries, right? And what it is, is it's like a baked bread stuffed full of pepperoni and they're delicious but so when i was living in west virginia i guess it's not legal to sell them in most places because of the way because of uh cooking or uncooked meat uh in bread or something i don't i don't know exactly what it is but because it's baked it's a fucking calzone like you're you're, well it's not but it it's not it's very very different than a calzone it, no, because calzone is meat and cheese inside of bread. Right. It's very different, though. Like, I can't ex- I can't really articulate how it's different. Calzones, it's, the pepperoni is exposed usually. Like, you can usually tell what's in it. Sometimes pepperoni rolls just look like rolls. They look like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't okay. matter, but you can't sell them in most places. Like, the only place you can get them in most of the United States is online shipped from West Virginia. And if you've never moved anywhere else, you don't know what their local eats are like. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got Kansas City barbecue, Texas barbecue. You've <laughs> got... I literally had that conversation you've got with the, someone last night about how I don't like Kansas City barbecue. You've got the Carolinas barbecue. Like, they're... Fuck the Carolinas barbecue. Like, no. But, I will die on that fucking horse. Right. Like, but see, you have an opinion on it because you've had it. There are some people who have only had... It's like Louisiana barbecue. Yeah. Like well, Carolina barbecue and Louisiana barbecue are in the same boat as me. Like, stop. Right. But what I'm saying is because you've been to those different places and tried it, mm-hmm. you have an opinion. There are some people who... Uh, that's fair. If you mention, oh, have you ever had Kansas City barbecue? They're like, no. If you're like, have you ever had Texas barbecue? They're like, no. You're like, oh, well, what kind of barbecue have you had? And they're like, oh, well, we turn on... The stove, and we throw some hot dogs in it, and then pour barbecue sauce on it. That's that's hot dog with barbecue sauce. Yo, some folks consider that barbecue though, or that burgers barbecue. with barbecue sauce, nope. grilled burgers with barbecue sauce. That, no, I'm a I'm a barbecue snob. That's that's not okay. Right. No, but what I'm saying is because we've been in more social situations than some people and had more types of barbecue, we recognize what actually feels like barbecue and what feels like a burger with barbecue sauce. So for for those of you that are wondering the reason why I don't like Kansas City barbecue is because if you eat so I so Texas barbecue is my favorite. Like a I love dry rub more than anything in the world. And the way that I grade barbecue is do I need sauce or not? Kansas City barbecue is all about the sauce. I will hands down say the best sauce I've had is in Kansas City. But the barbecue's not juicy. 
It's it's dry. It is much like all of Kansas. Oh, yeah, and then there's um, St. Louis barbecue, which I like Kansas City barbecue more than St. Louis, but I will always venomously say people in Louisiana and South Carolina, like the Carolinas, need to stick to seafood. You're really, really good at seafood. <laughs> like I will never ever say anything bad about that. Like I love the fuck out of a po' boy. Okay, and I had a lobster dog in Myrtle Beach before, and like that was amazing. Don't ever touch barbecue. <laughs> Just you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, okay, because you you've had Louisiana barbecue, right? Oh yeah, I've had the Carolina barbecues too. Okay, I'm gonna die on this hill. Cajun seasoning does not need to be on barbecue. Like I I do not think Cajun seasoning needs to be on barbecue. I love it on seafood like i love i love louisiana food don't get me wrong like when i when i go down to louisiana like i will always stop at you know that fucking little shack place that you find that it sells the best goddamn po boys you've ever had yeah and i will love it every time and i will cry because i've missed it so much yeah but then they're like oh do you want ribs i'm like no i don't stop Just, no you no, because your your dry rub is just cajun seasoning and it's just no so there's this place in uh I think Leesville, Louisiana, and maybe also in uh Lake Charles, maybe. I don't know for sure about that one. But definitely Leesville. There's this little place called Barbecues. And it's a barbecue place, obviously. Oh, I thought it was a seafood place. It's called Bubba Q's. Okay, Bubba Gump. Shrimp. Okay. That's Whatever, that's fine. <laughs> Golly. But <laughs> yeah, didn't expect that one, did you, bitch? But they had really good barbecue and they had like 12 different sauces on the table at any given time. And I know you said you don't fucks with the sauce. I, I don't. But they had some sauces, especially like the more mustardy based ones, that just like tickle my bunghole in the most appropriate way. Interesting. Okay. Very delicious. Like Louisiana barbecue is pretty good. And my friend Yuri, when I was living in West Virginia, he's from the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. He uh he whipped us up some Carolina style barbecue with a uh, baked mac and cheese. You lost me on the baked mac and cheese because they who oh boy. No, the all of it was good. The barbecue Ooh. was dank. The really? the baked mac and cheese was dank. Oh yeah. Well, because Yuri, like, Yuri Car- did a phenomenal job with that shit, dog. No, nah, because the Carolinas just remind me too much of uh, Louisiana barbecue. No. Like, they put the spices and shit on it. Like, I just... Yeah, but it, it's not the same kind of spices they put in Louisiana. No, 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 it's it's not, but it just it reminds me of that. Like, I don't think that you should put a lot of spices and shit on there. You just need you just need a good dry rub. Like, that's why Texas, every like, just you need a good dry rub. Like, put some dry rub on there, yeah. And and that's good. I mean, Oklahoma barbecue, I think, is pretty much the same as Texas barbecue. I would I would say the only difference is like it's uh, smoked. Yeah, I like, um, a lot of the barbecue here isn't as saucy. Yeah, and which I per I generally like. It depends because like I like Louisiana barbecue because I like the sauces, mm-hmm. but I also like Oklahoma barbecue without the sauce. Like it's really like I like all barbecue. There's very few foods I don't like. 
I just I, I I gotta judge it by the sauce. So when I went up to to Kansas City and tried uh what was it? I think Q thirty four. I think your cousin yeah recommended I think so. that one. Yeah. That was like I kid you not because I got the uh, the triple meat platter. So it came with ribs, pulled pork, and um, brisket. That Brisket's was my favorite. So the ribs weren't anything spectacular like they were they were cooked to the point where they were falling off the bone and i really enjoyed that but they weren't as juicy as i wanted them to be see i don't eat ribs yeah so like and that was that was okay because i you know poured the sauce on them and it was it was good like i i will always say if you're in kansas city i fucking love q34 i will be going back the brisket was really really dry i like dry brisket okay see i don't so i hated the brisket but that pulled pork some of the best pulled pork i've ever had like that was my favorite thing by far didn't need the sauce for it didn't i put sauce on it didn't need it but oh boy so i like saucy pulled pork and dry brisket and i just don't eat ribs that's so weird well i can't do the bone like the bone and ribs literally gives me like so do you eat boneless chicken wings yeah like i if if i go somewhere and the only chicken wings they have are bone in yeah I can't do it because the bones like make me queasy. It makes my stomach hurt. That's so weird. Like because well because normally I'm able to perform double think uh-huh. when I'm eating and go. This was never alive. Nothing had to hurt for me to eat this, even if it's like a rare steak. But the second there's bones, all my brain can think about is what it, what this creature was when it was alive and i'm just like i get i f- i feel so guilty and it makes it impossible for me to be able to enjoy it and if i try to eat it while i'm thinking about that creature while it was alive i get sick to my stomach i know that's so stupid but it's like a psychological deficiency i have so can you eat a t-bone fuck no so what's your favorite steak? I usually go with sirloins because they don't come with any bones, but I like New York strips a lot. Okay, because New York strips my favorite. Actually, I take that back. Uh, Porterhouse is technically my favorite cut because it's a T-bone with a New York strip. But if I'm just if I'm going somewhere, I will always order the New York strip. Like that's that's probably my favorite cut technically. Uh, but I I don't like sirloin because I like fat. No, see, I I don't. That's why I don't like ribeye. See, I love ribeyes. And I love going to places with people that don't or like they'll order the ribeye and then don't realize that it has so much fat or because or they then they'll do. give it to you. Yeah. They'll give me all the fat. And I'm like, oh yeah, give it to me. <laughs> like, let me chew on it. Yeah. I, I can't handle it. When, when we go to Dallas, I want to do, I want, I want to go to like a barbecue place at some point just because Texas. Yeah. Like I, I love you, Texas. And then going back, because I, I need to go back to Louisiana at some point, uh, and I just, I, I feel like every time I go there, because even when I was in Myrtle Beach, like, I didn't eat anything that I could get here, because I can get barbecue here, but I can't get seafood. You can get seafood here, just not fresh. It, it's not the same. No, it's Once not. Once you've had fresh seafood that's been caught that day in the ocean, or you fight a jellyfish in the water and then kill it and, like, bring it to land, and you're like, oh, I'm going to eat this. Yeah. You eat jellyfish? I'm no, I'm totally fucking with. Oh, you. I was like, I've never heard of anyone doing that. That sounds fucking vile. No, when we were when we were swimming, there was a, and I didn't, I had to look it up, but it was a brown jellyfish that had like come up behind me, and I and I saw it, and then turned around and like freaked the fuck out, was about ready to hit it, 
and it like jetted off and i looked it up afterwards they're not toxic to humans like they're staying like they won't sting you it just doesn't hurt and i'm like oh okay i was like i was about ready to fuck it up we did see a um stingray though or a manta ray hell yeah like do a flip or whatever my dad and i saw that and i was like oh i'm gonna fuck you up for steve Irwin. like i'm gonna go over there and i'm gonna drag you to land too soon bro (laughs) too soon too soon i'm gonna grab you by the gills and just chunk you And, uh, but the difference is like what you said with, with fresh seafood versus landlocked state seafood. Oh yeah. Cause that, I've, I've always loved seafood. Like realistically, if I could live anywhere in the world, it would be somewhere in the Mediterranean, probably like Italy because like Mediterranean food is just awesome. I love Mediterranean, but the difference is I can't get fresh seafood here. So when you eat the salmon or the cod or tilapia, it's not the same. Even the shrimp's not the same. Yeah. Like freshly caught shrimp, and you can taste the difference. Even if you're like, oh, yeah, well, I go to Red Lobster and, you know, get like the the lobsters or whatever out of the tank. Do they still do that? I have no idea. I haven't been to Red Lobster. I haven't either, Many, many years. If they don't do that, for those of you that don't know, they used to have lobsters in the tank. Like how Walmart used to have the live lobsters, but it, even that's different. Because people are like, oh, yeah, you can taste the difference. I'm like, you can't, man. Once you have fresh seafood, like, whew, yeah, changes your whole perspective on life. Yeah, I usually don't like seafood, but the best seafood I've ever had was in New Orleans. Easily. By a significant margin. I th- So, I, I, think, I think Myrtle Beach... Has it has yeah Louisiana was good, um, I just, I gotta say I think Myrtle Beach probably has it beat, but I really really like the spices. Like if I could take Cajun spice and put it on Myrtle Beach seafood, that would probably be the best. But what I've heard and I always wanted to try it was that like Maine, Maryland, those states up there, like that's true seafood. So I had a clam chowder in Baltimore, and I don't really fuck with it. Yeah, I love clam chowder. But the two people I was with who also tried it said it was by far the best they'd ever had, and I thought it was gross, but that's because I don't fuck with that kind of shit. Well, and that's all I hear from those states up there is like, oh, yeah, you love seafood. Go up there. It's like when you go to Chicago for deep dish pizza because they have the best, but then you go to New York for literally the best pizza is what everybody says. No. What do you think is the best pizza? Salmonella's. Right here in in Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. You ever been to Sam and Ella's Pizza in Tahlequah? Yeah. Shit's fucking dank. Yeah, it's better than the one in Pryor. Oh yeah. Well, the one in Pryor is really good too, though. No, it no, it is. And out of all the pizza places around here, well, it's like the best barbecue place in my opinion is JL's in Pryor. See, I really fuck with uh, Billy Sims. Like, uh, I know see, a I lot don't. of people don't like Billy Sims, but I like Billy Sims a lot. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of places in Tulsa that I just haven't tried yet. But if I did, it would change my perspective. There's a barbecue spot somewhere in Tulsa that has been owned by the same like family. Since like the seventies, mm-hmm. and my grandpa has taken me there two or three times, and every time it's been really, really good. Oh, storage is full on that one. Is it Oklahoma's best barbecue? I don't know what it's called. Okay, but he says it's the best barbecue he's ever had. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, because Oklahoma's best barbecue, I think, is what it's called, is a, is a place that I've wanted to try because I've heard that yeah, it's, like, divine. Yeah. I think that what we need to do is we just need to try a bunch of barbecue places because there is a couple of places in, like, OKC that I really like. I think we just need to go to, to St. Louis at some point. I don't, I don't, I like barbecue, but I don't want to make like a world like tour. Like I don't want to do it, go on a barbecue world tour. No, we could do like what Dave uh, Portnoy does for like pizza. Like this is barbecue reviews. So see, I'd rather do it for pizza than barbecue. No, because it's already been done. Well, the thing with barbecue is sometimes, sometimes barbecue isn't hitting for me. Like sometimes I do not want to eat barbecue. I have never had that problem. If somebody's like, do you want to go get barbecue? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go get barbecue. Like, well, let's go. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to say I have weak genes or something. I'm saying you do. But sometimes, like, my stomach can't handle food as heavy as barbecue. Like, sometimes I need, like, a grilled cheese sandwich because real food will make me sick. You have incredibly weak genes. I know. That's okay. Don't ever reproduce. I probably won't. The ladies are not a fan of me. Hey, once this podcast takes off, buddy, they will be. <laughs> we should get you in the gym. We can get you in shape. I am a shape. Yeah, in shape. I am you in forgot. potato shape. Hey, you just got to come come get Jack Juicy and Swole with me. I don't want to. Let's do trend together. No. <laughs> no. But with that being said, this has been Two Idiots, One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bitch tits.